You're listening to the Power of Video podcast, episode number 62. Today, you're going to learn the key to growing to a million subscribers on YouTube, plus a solid video podcasting strategy. Why is this important, you ask? Well, if you have a video podcast, you're going to want to use YouTube as your platform. I use it, so that's what I recommend to everyone. And today's guest is one of the leading experts on YouTube. I would bet you anything that you've seen at least one of his tutorials. Plus, he's got mm, about 1.2 million subscribers on YouTube right as of this recording. So I'd say he knows what he's doing. So grab a pen and paper, take some notes, and here we go. What's going on, everyone? Thomas Jordan here for another episode. Today, we are joined by Justin Brown from Primal Video on YouTube. Just hit 1.25 million subscribers on YouTube. That is insane, man. Congratulations. And how is it going, man? Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah, it's still, it's a crazy number, really. I, I just, uh, to me, I'd still... Yeah, I don't know. I I just film videos in a little office, and yeah. uh, hey, <laughs> yeah. so it's weird for me too. Yeah. Well, well, man, how did you even get started on YouTube? Because you've been on there a, a while. Yeah. So uh, I guess my brother Mike and I we started this YouTube channel. It'd be it's about seven and a half years ago, and the first few years we had no idea what we were doing. We're just creating videos and hoping people found them. And it kind of, our goal with YouTube was to, to show up and help people with our content, but to create some organic evergreen traffic for the business, right? So we didn't want to have to rely on Facebook ads or any of that stuff. We wanted to, to get the right people finding us in Google search, YouTube search, and have that flowing through into, to build a business. Um, so that was our goal. And it was, it took us a, a long time to really figure that out. I think we made, we've made pretty much every mistake you can make on growing on YouTube. Um, so I, essentially now what our business is, is teaching people to, to not make those mistakes. So we help people make videos effectively, just using the gear that they have, phones, webcams, whatever it is. Uh, I mean, most people have more than enough that they to get started right now, which is awesome. Uh, we then teach how to get views on videos because what's the point in making a video if no one sees it? And then through to the monetization, how you can build a real sustainable business and revenue streams off the back of creating video content. So yeah, it's been a bit of a whirlwind journey, but um, yeah, this is where we're currently at. Well, man, like you said, you it's I mean, you can tell you obviously know what you're talking about, but it I don't think it all started like that. Like, how did you guys actually get started on YouTube? Because I, I'm sure and I'm sure you know this. YouTube, I, I'm almost positive, started as a dating website. Um, so I don't know if you were that far no, back, OG, but like what <laughs> what like brought you guys to like, hey, like we want to talk about camera gear or views or yeah. something like that. So my background is video production. So I've worked okay. on uh, like documentary projects. I've uh, had a project on Netflix globally, worked with, you know, pro level athletes. And I, so one project I worked on is kind of what really started this for us was uh, it was about abundance. And we got, we got this op opportunity to fly around and interview some of the world's like top leading digital marketing people, but also top entrepreneurs and business owners. And there was a common thread with all of them when we're interviewing them that they just, they love what they do. They get to help and share the stuff that they're interested in. And, and, and really just, they're adding value. They're helping people. They've got these massive businesses off the back of it. And they're all like the nicest people you will ever meet. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, 
there's something in this. And I mean, most people enjoy helping people. I'm someone who loves helping people. If you stop in the middle of the street and you had a, a video question, something around tech, cameras, whatever, like I'm gonna wanna help you. So yeah. I guess our channel is sort of built from that angle of, it is possible just by showing up and helping people that you can build a really successful business and help people at the same time. So that's where we looked at, if we're doing this, what platform do we go on? Because we we would rather go all in on one than kind of just you know drop a little bit of content across a few different platforms and not really have success on any of them. We'd much rather go all in on one. So we picked YouTube because the life of your content is measured in years, not days or weeks. So you could post a video on Facebook and it might stick around for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, if, if you're lucky, um, and that's it. Whereas on YouTube, like we now have videos that are coming up on seven, eight years old that are still bringing in thousand views a day, still getting our affiliate links clicked, still having ads run on them, which is all bringing in revenue. And obviously the content is still there helping people. Yeah. So that's what we love is you build like this library of content over time that just, works for you, helps people, brings in organic traffic and, and revenue. It, it's, it's, it's crazy, but it all comes down to that place of adding value to people. And that's to, to answer your question, like where we started, we started where everyone does at zero and we had mm -hmm. no idea what we were doing. Um, and we were creating videos that no one wanted or no one could find because we weren't doing the right things in those videos to have them be successful. So it's been a big journey to now. Yeah. And did you start it knowing it was going to be a business? Because I feel like in that first season when people start on YouTube, it's like, okay, you know, it starts with like their cat video or their kids or something. And they just, they're just having fun with it. I don't know. I mean, nowadays, I feel like it's essential if you're going to be on YouTube or any other platform, you have to have a business model or else you're just going to burn yourself out and it's just going to become an expensive hobby. So when you guys started, did you start with a business in mind? Did you guys kind of know you were wanting to do it or did it kind of start like uh, for fun? No, it, it so definitely started as a business tool. It was oh, always cool. a business goal. And this is where it wasn't, when it, when it wasn't working for us, we got to the point where like, okay, we need to choose whether we're going to continue with this or not, because it was a bad business decision just to keep doing what we were doing that wasn't working. It was taking our time and attention away from stuff that was driving leads and traffic into the business, the one-on-one -on -one coaching, consulting, the actual, you know, me filming uh, productions and stuff for people. Like that's where our revenue was before. Um, so when it wasn't working, it was a bad business decision for us to continue with that. So we kind of jumped on a call and said, hey, this isn't working for us. I think we were nearly a year in and we had, I mean, six months in, we had 49 subscribers, including a few channels that I'd made for my mum, uh, multiple <laughs> channels that I just made just to make the numbers look a little better. But it's because we had no idea what we were doing. And all the experts out there were saying, just keep going, just keep hustling, keep grinding and it'll happen. But it doesn't, doesn't work like that. Just adding more content doesn't mean you're going to have results. So we needed to work out a strategy of like, what does YouTube look at? What does YouTube need to, to in the content to, so it can understand it? But also what do people want so that we're making videos that, you know, a lot of people make videos that no one wants or that no one can find. And that's the piece that we had to solve. And it really came down to, in a nutshell, YouTube being a search engine. 
Like people are going there to search for stuff. Um, they want to find how to do something or they want to be entertained, but they're still going to be able to find that content on there. So just by titling your videos, vlog episode 200, like no one's searching for vlog episode 200. They want to know something about the video. So this is a journey that we've been down on working on how we need to title our videos, what we need to say in our videos so the algorithm understands it, but also so your viewers are hooked into your content and they understand that they're in the right place. So it's not about getting tons and tons of views. It's about getting the right people on your videos that are going to continue watching it right through. So there's a big difference. Yeah. And you guys, uh, to go back to what you uh, said about subscribing to your, you know, if you've got several YouTube yeah. channels and then you subscribe just to make the numbers a little inflated, do you guys still to this day, even though you guys are have thousands and tens of thousands, not hundreds of thousands of views a month or whatever it is that during the, uh, for daily views, do you guys still watch your own like, do you just to, not to inflate, but like, do you have the iPad, the phone, the computer, the Xbox, <laughs> and you're like, hit play, hit play, hit play, hit play. Everyone, just, to, just quickly watch this video. Yeah. No, not at all. Uh, so, I mean, I'm, I'm someone that I love making videos. I love editing. But just like everyone, there's a point where you've got to get used to yourself on camera and you've got to get used to how you sound and whatever. I, I don't edit our videos. We outsource them. We've outsourced them for, I think, nearly four years now. And I, so I love editing, but I love not having to edit. And I also love not having to edit me. So uh, I will look, I'll, I'll, I'll film the video, I'll review it once, and then it's it's good. I can't, I can't watch, I don't need to watch them. It's kind of, that's, so in terms of the, the, the gaming it and playing them on multiple things to kind of jack the views up, it really doesn't help as much as we think like, oh, people click on a video because it's got more views. You can actually do your channel harm by confusing YouTube if the wrong people are watching your video. So a lot of people think, hey, I've got to get my friends, families, hey, post on Facebook, everyone go check out this video, watch it through, click subscribe. If they're not genuinely interested in your content, they might watch that one as a as, you know, to help you out. But then YouTube's going to try and find more people with the viewing history, with the profile like theirs that aren't going to be interested. So it can actually confuse the YouTube algorithm. So this is where you want to get the right people on your video. So you can still post in a Facebook group or something like that. Your goal is still to get as many people on that video in the first 24 to 48 hours to help it take off. But it's the right people, the people that are genuinely going to be interested in your content and more content that's coming. So that's kind of the goal. Uh, the rest of it, yeah, it might feel good to get some views, but it's not really going to help your channel grow. Yeah, and that's just because I used to do that too. I used to, you know, yeah. like I said, I'd have the iPad, the phone, the, like the TV, everything set up to like get it so it could get as many views as possible in that 24 to 48 hour period. And same with yeah. even spreading it all over social, social media. But then I started to realize kind of like you, what you said, I was like, yeah, that's what all the experts are telling you to do. But then I was like, yeah, but if like you said, like, okay, well, if my mom's watching it and my cousin's watching it, but they're not your like, that's not the viewer you want. It confuses the algorithm. So it yeah. sends it. It'll you go know, find more people like your mom or yeah. whatever. And you know, they're watching real estate videos or cooking, whatever. You know, it's 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 gonna find the wrong audience and suggest your videos to them. Um, so yeah, it's all about really not it's all about really getting into the 
the mindset of what is your viewer experience going to be? What does the viewer want in this video? What would they click on? What would they search for to find your video? And then you kind of, you take that into your video creation process. And what does YouTube need? Because YouTube is transcribing your videos, is listening to what you're saying in the videos. And I'm even like, I teleprompt the, the very first sentence I say, or the first, the first paragraph, so that I know that I'm hitting the keywords in the right order, um, knowing that those keywords match up with what most people are searching for to find the content. So it's not about just sort of going off the cuff and whatever, like me changing some words around can make a huge difference in how the video ranks and how it's going to perform uh, over time. And have you experimented with that? Because I've watched all, uh, so many YouTube, how to grow on uh, YouTube videos. And like, I've heard both sides of that argument where people are saying the actual keyword in the first three sentences or however you want to word it. And there's people like that you're saying like that definitely has a difference or you've seen it like as far as yeah. experimenting goes versus not because i've heard the other side of the fence were like oh that's old news but then it's just like but is it <laughs> it's old news that yeah. still works yeah right? so it's going to come down again so there's different ways to grow on youtube yeah. so you can just create more viral trending videos that you hope they take off like you you've it's not ever a guarantee I mean, it's never a guaranteed thing but there's a lot less chance of hitting a viral video right having it hit off get a, a couple hundred thousand views or a million views whatever those videos normally drop off at some point. And again, not always, but normally. And then your next video you upload, there's no guarantee that that's gonna happen again. Every video is treated as a totally separate video, irrespective of the channel that's uploading it, right? So it's it really is about what can we give YouTube so it understands our content? And sometimes that could be a clickbaity title that things aren't going to um, you know, show up in search results, but it's a different strategy. The search ones, which is where we create the most of our content around, uh, trying to show up in search, is that we know that our audience has specific pains, specific problems. And when you're doing your research, like Google and YouTube, they tell you what the things are people are typing in. We go and make those videos. So when they have that problem, ideally it's us that's showing up in the top spots there somewhere for them to click on. Now that's much easier to, to, I guess, game or to replicate over over than trying to hit a viral video. Um, that's, so we, we experiment with some, I mean, we did a video recently, the video editing software I use. Now that's something no one's gonna search for. Like I use is, is me, yeah. but they're, they're not gonna type in I, the video editing software I use. Now that video has done well, but it's getting traffic from being suggested or recommended on the platform and it's getting next to no traffic from search results. Whereas the bulk of our traffic on our channel is coming from search results because we know that people want something, they're searching for it over time, which is where we've got videos that are showing up and performing for years. So that's kind of the bulk of our strategy. But also if you're implementing those keywords, you're also stacking the deck in your favor that your video will show up in suggested and recommended on the platform because you've given YouTube more information about what it's about. So by taking that search approach, even though a lot of people say it's, it's old and it's not needed, uh, it's gonna give you a massive leg up uh, than trying to jag it with a viral video. Yeah, and, I, and I've heard, and, you, and you'd be the perfect person to ask this, but like, is there a different strategy for chasing search traffic versus trying to get like on a tail end of another video and getting in suggested versus search? And then like, is there a, like, is there a difference between a strategy of strictly going for search, strictly going for suggested, strictly going for browse? Does that make sense? Well there is, but there's also a lot of overlap. Like, in, so if, if you want to get into, 
sort of suggested or recommended, you have your video playing off the back of another yeah. one, then if the titles or the content is very, very similar, then YouTube's gonna say, all right, if someone's watching this video, this could be the next best fit for them. And YouTube's trying testing different videos all the time. Like this is why if you go to YouTube without being logged in, you're gonna have a totally different experience to if you're logged in, right? The algorithm is that good. It's a tailored experience. So again, it, you know, you, your, your best bet is to try and um, to, to nail the keyword so that you're able to show up in both. It's not that it's one or the other, but if we had to pick one, the one that you can grow for you know, a brand new channel uh, with consistency, with uh, you know, the proven over time is, is through search. The other way is never, never really guaranteed or you know, it, it could be hit and miss. And that's not really a game that I wanna play. Um, I wanna know that the time I'm spending in researching, creating these videos that are much more likely to have that video show up and perform and not just take off and stop or maybe not take off at all. And that's that's where we started was a lot of our videos were those kind of random videos. This is a great tip. Viewers need to, need to hear this editing tip. But the problem with the tip is that's the solution. That's the thing that they need to know. But how are they gonna find that? What are they actually typing in? They're not, they don't know what the answer is. That's what they're coming to the video for. But you've got to almost address the problem in your, the title of your video and, and show up for when they're, they're going to Dr. Google or Dr. YouTube to self-diagnose and to learn stuff for free. That's, that's where you want to show up in there. Um, and then you can tell them what the answer is. So if you're looking for the best editing software, well, here's the, my top five and why. So they're not, you know, most people won't know what the answer is. They're looking for the, they're looking for the problem, not the solution. Yeah. And I actually have a selfish question because so, and this is so, man, because like I'm still experimenting a little bit and I've been experimenting with trending topics. So basically what I do is instead of doing like how to do a podcast interview, I do a thing now, what's called a podcast interview breakdown, where I basically do a reaction video a re, an educational reaction video to an interview, like, but a trending one, like a recent one, uh, Elon Musk, before he purchased Twitter, went on a Ted talk and did this whole interview and like my whole background and, you know, broadcasting kicked in. I was like, this one's going to pop. And I knew it was going to. So I basically just, you know, did, did what I did. And as soon as like, the guy starts asking questions. I'll stop. Be like, this is a good first question. This is why. And I kind of break that down. And then like, he was joking around. I was like, this guy's trying to be serious, but Elon Musk is talking about Ted, the, the bear. And I was like, what's he talking about? Like, he's not even having fun. Like I do a whole breakdown, but the videos are long. Like they're like yeah. at least they're like 50 minutes long, but it's like, and it's weird because then before, and I've got a, I don't really have time for titles. It's more of a timing thing. Like I need to get that thumbnail made. Like my graphics person, I can't get her on the phone because like, I don't know when the interview is going to hit. And then with the keywords, I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, if I was searching this interview, it's like, okay, this is what I would do. And then I steal some of their keywords. And like, it was weird. A day went by and it only had like 17 views. I was like, damn it. I either missed the trend. I missed something. And I was pretty bummed about it for like two days. And then all of a sudden it caught a little fire and I was like, okay, okay. You know, but as far as that, like, I don't know. What do you think about like doing like as far as what I'm doing, like an educational reaction video? What are your thoughts on that? 
So I think the length of the video is an interesting one. That's not to say that long videos don't perform, like things like the Joe Rogan podcast yeah. right? or, or lots of other examples of long form videos that have performed well. But if you look at the headspace of what a lot of people, uh, like you, you wanna go general, what are most people going to YouTube for? And it's, it's short, sharp answers to things. So I'm not saying mm -hmm. don't do the long, but I would mix it in or interject it with uh, some shorter, more specific things. So if it is learn like how to do a podcast, um, the gear you need for a podcast or, you know, um, live streaming your podcast. These are things that people want to figure out how to do. So you could interject pieces of that, that, yeah, they'll get more value when they do your full interview breakdown or you, your, uh, reaction to, to, mm. uh, to, to a video, but wh where, what are they going to click on? If they want to learn how to do an interview, would most people click on a 50 minute video? Some might, because they might think that okay, there's a ton of value in this. Um, and you know, if it goes for that long, it must be good. In which case the start of your video there needs to be really powerful to really let them know that they're in the right place and that you are gonna actually <laughs> help them in this. Um, otherwise they'll get that, you know, it's almost like there's this anxiety on YouTube where you search for something or videos are shown for you and you're like, should I click this one? This one's five minutes, the next one's seven minutes. This one's got a really good thumbnail. He looks like he knows what he's talking about. And they'll click on your video. That anxiety doesn't go away until you make them feel comfortable and let them know that they're in the right spot. So this, whatever you're doing in the start of your video is super important. So you could double dip on your content. You could create a longer form deep dive piece, um, but you could also take some highlights out of it, or you could do a uh, almost like a, a recap or a summary video. Um, mm. The five things, you, five questions you need to ask in every interview, how to become a better interviewer or something like that. So you're hitting how to become a better interviewer. Maybe you could do that first. Five things you need to, to say in an interview and you're taking examples from the um from the elon musk interview so like they're your examples so you're able to the time that you've spent making that video you could make multiple videos off the back of it and link them together so if you liked this video why don't you check out our full breakdown on this entire interview which is linked on screen now so you're kind of driving traffic to the longer ones yourself yeah. so that because pe people might not find them or they might not click on them so um, this is where, you know, once they see it, they might think, oh, this is amazing. I need more of this. They're, they're hooked, but it's getting it in front of them and getting them to click it in the first place that if that doesn't happen, it's, it's very unlikely that people are going to find it. No. And it's interesting you say that because I'm actually glad you said that because that's, that was my plan where I was going to have the super long form, like just to get in there. Right. Um, and then, cause I had another video that will, that really caught some steam as well. And it was longer. So like, I mean, my watch time hours were just skyrocketing, but like, yeah. And then do almost like how to do an interview. And then just like it interjects with this and kind of like you said at the end, if you want the full breakdown right there. So yeah, it's almost, it. you, you could, depending on how many, like if it's an hour long, you know, main video, I mean, you could chop that up probably pretty nice. Yeah. And so that's where like, even when you're making the longer videos, if you know that you're going to be repurposing it or even podcast interview or something like that, you know, repurposing is a good strategy, but repurposing isn't just copy paste your content across multiple platforms. Yeah. People will see through it. They'll know that, you know, it, it won't feel like the content was created for that specific platform. And that's your goal is to, if someone's watching on Instagram, that they feel like this was made specifically for them on that platform, not, Hey, this was a YouTube video that we've just cut a chunk out of. And for the full thing, go watch on YouTube. YouTube. 
I mean, that might work, but the viewer has chosen to be on Instagram. They're not on YouTube right now. So give them the best experience you can there. So when you're structuring your podcast, your interviews, your long form content, um, you can actually structure them in a way where it's going to make it much easier for you to repurpose. So you look at the questions you're gonna ask your guest before they come on and you say, okay, that's a video. Like that, that one question, that's that's gonna be good. And maybe do some keyword research to see what would people search for so that when you're asking the question, you can uh, include some of those keywords again, because mm -hmm. YouTube is transcribing them, or you run the video knowing that you're gonna repurpose chunks and afterwards you go and shoot a new intro, a new ending. So in this video, I'm gonna share the top five tips for whatever. Um, and this is actually part of our longer form podcast, which you can check that out in the link below. Um, but this is, we've got Justin here sharing his five tips for live streaming or whatever it is. You know, so you don't, the content then is just straight from the other video, but you've set it up. You've still hooked the viewer. You still let them know they're in the right place, but you're able to, I guess, double dip on that content, but have it feel good, feel right for the viewers. Uh, and once again, you just hit the nail on the head too, because I had that idea. That's kind of where my head was too. It's like, you know, if I'm teaching people how to grow, you know, their podcast or use their podcast for business, it's like I all I have to do is spend, you know, an hour or two figuring out which questions are being searched. And it's like, whether I interview you, your brother, anybody else, like, I mean, and then you could just stitch it all and make it one video to do that as well. So I'm, I'm glad you said that as well. Uh, but as far as repurposing content, which I know a lot of people do, do you think a lot of people get that wrong? And they're just like, okay, I'm going to make a long form content video on YouTube and then just splice it up and then put it on TikTok and Instagram and Pinterest and thinking like it's, that's, that's, that's the marketing magic pill, right? Do, do people, do a lot of people think that? I think a lot of people think they're being efficient where it's almost borderline lazy like their intention is good but also without the focus of i mean i'd still come back to we went all in on youtube right and we dabbled with the others our goal was to grow on youtube and that's what i would recommend to most people pick one or pick two if you have to if you've got to be across a couple but otherwise you're spreading yourself too thin so for us we we're not about amount of content as we said earlier like we do one video a week but we want to make sure that that one video has the best chance of showing up and ranking and performing for years afterwards so that's where we are spending a little bit of time doing the research now it doesn't mean that we're not posting on Instagram or anything else. Right now we are uh, kind of branching out into Instagram, but we're kind of the YouTube thing that's working. So now we're experimenting with Instagram as well, but we're not on LinkedIn. We're not on uh, TikTok or, or, you know, Twitter or any of these other things that are taking time because you want to be consistent. And I would hate to be in the position where I, okay, I've got to do video a week for YouTube, uh, Instagram, apparently you've got to post three times a day. Plus Gary V saying you've got to do three TikToks a day. Like you're on that hamster wheel where you never, you're never catching a break. You're never mm -hmm. having time off. And that's, that would be stressful. That would be a one-way ticket to burnoutville. And that's not, not a train I want to be on, right? So this is, you've got to look at what's, what's, doable for you so it's still fun so you're still enjoying it but then you're repurposing if you're being strategic about it it's not going to feel like you've just slapped something up to try and get some views but in terms of us going all in on one platform we did we, we would tease and we still do tease on our facebook page 
every week when a new video comes up, we'll link it on there. Now that is probably the worst thing you could do if you wanted to grow a Facebook page, the linking off to YouTube in all of your posts. They know. <laughs> but it's also not our, not our goal to grow on Facebook. Um, it's There's people that are following us there and that's awesome. Um, so how do we just let them know that there's more content on you know what's come out recently and it drives them back to YouTube. Now, yeah, I mean, so that's that's kind of our approach with that. You guys have good conversions with like Facebook teasers to YouTube videos. Is there any way to track that? To be honest, I I I couldn't tell you. I, I, I mean, it's something that that I personally don't track. I don't really think. I think it's more like we have a page. It has yeah. eleven thousand or something on it, and it's literally we just here's our YouTube video. Yeah. Now, we, we would what we experiment with though is instead of just directing people straight to the YouTube video, we might send them to our blog, uh, which is the the same content as the YouTube video. And I, I guess those are the kind of things that we've tested. I'm not sure what the test ended up with as to what worked better. Uh, but at the end of the day, it was to drive traffic and views of the right people back to our channel to be consuming our YouTube videos. Yeah, because I, I totally re, uh, agree with you as far as like stay in one, like stay in one place, master that because otherwise it's just it's just going to get watered down. And I and I'll and I'm on TikTok and I'll, I saw a guy who was telling you to be everywhere and stuff like that. And I asked him, I was like, you know, out of curiosity, respectfully, is like how many how many of these are converting to your lead magnets? And he just put hi like H-I-G-H, smiley, smirk face. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know what that means, but <laughs> like, like, or, like, is there a percentage? I haven't heard yeah. back from him. So I was like, this is what I'm saying. Like, and I'm not trying to be rude. I already knew the answer, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. I think a lot of people try to do the Gary V strategy and try to be everywhere. But I think people forget he's got a 25 plus person yeah. team doing that. And I mean, yeah. he's even admitted to that he doesn't create original content for original, the original platforms, but it's so tough because like everybody says to be everywhere. And man, like you said, and I, I, I I'm he, sure he's mastering repurposing too. Right. So yeah. he, you see the same video, but it's not posted the same day, right? You might yeah. see it a year later on a different platform or yeah. something like that. So even if you've seen it before, it's not a problem. Yeah. Um, I don't think yeah, there's anyone sitting there like he's just copy pasting his content, but if it's, what a lot of people do is they say, okay, new videos going live on YouTube. I'm going to post it here at the same time or 10 minutes later over here. And then same over here. And it's kind of, you're everywhere. So why would people follow you on the different platforms if it's just the same content on all of them? Um, yeah. And burnout. I mean, how, how long have you been on YouTube? I'd say we're coming up on eight years. Eight years. Have you ever burnt out? No, I've definitely lost at one point, I lost the enjoyment, but it wasn't burning out. Oh, okay. uh, it was kind of, it was, to, to me, I was like, we're doing this and it's working and it's building the business, which is amazing. Uh, and I guess what, what the shift was for me was the, or I guess the, the thing I was losing the fun with was the videos that we were creating. Um, the videos that people were finding us through were more beginner. And I guess I wanted to be teaching more advanced stuff. Yeah. But to me, it was kind of, I can teach that inside of our course, inside of our program. Like that's, that's a, it's not for everyone. It's only for the action takers that want more. And the more advanced stuff doesn't really work on YouTube because more people are back at the beginner level or they're looking for what editing software, what editing apps. So it was almost like just, just a shift on perspective, the way that I was looking at it. And so now I'm at the point where 
Um, I enjoy making the videos for, for the outcome of making the videos, for the video being done, for it being up, showing, helping, impacting people, and the comments that you come through, like, you know, we, you helped me make my first video. Um, those kinds of things is, is why we do it, but it also, yeah, it's the traffic through into the business too. So it's never, I'm like, yes, it's filming day. Let's make some videos. It's like, okay, <laughs> this is... This is what we're this is what we're shooting this week, uh, and it's, it's not a problem. But it, it's 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 a different, I guess, way to look at it. it. It it's it's yeah, it's it's now the videos are the fuel to drive the rest of the system. And when people do come up to you and tell you that they that you've helped them make their first YouTube video or they started making money on YouTube because of your video, how does that make you feel? Oh, that's like the best feeling ever. So went back to where we, we were talking earlier, like there was a point where we nearly gave up when this wasn't working as a business decision for us, right? Uh, it wasn't working, we're investing a ton of time and next to no results. Um, there was a standout comment that we saw come through and we'd helped someone, someone commented in one of our videos around how to film with your iPhone, I think it was. There was a comment on there, um, thank you so much for this video. You've helped me make my first video around raising awareness for autistic children. So that to me was like a massive ice bucket over the head. Like, yeah. wake up, this isn't about you. This isn't about you and your fear of being on camera, fear of judgment, any of that other BS. It really is the ripple effects of people needing this stuff that you gotta get out of your own way. So for us, you see that stuff, you're like, okay, we need to make this work. More people need to see this. Uh, if this can help one person, it's, it's likely gotta help more. So th that's kind of, that was a big, yeah, big, firecracker up the backside to figure it out <laughs> and uh try and try and uh yeah make this thing work is it is it uh has it ever been like an emotional experience have you ever had one of those with somebody uh look uh, I, not, nothing really comes comes to mind. I'm sure that there's a lot of people. We've had messages from people where you know they've been borderline bankrupt, and obviously the the whole lockdowns and all that stuff was really tough on a lot of people. So we had a lot of messages come through where they're now able to bring in affiliate revenue or start making money online, and that's kind of that's part of our goal is to. There's a lot of people that are hating their life. They're hating their nine to five job, but they have to do it, right? Everyone got bills, expenses. We all got that stuff. So our goal is to help people. I guess, make a full-time wage online talking about the stuff that they want to talk about, helping people with the stuff that they're, you know, enjoy. Um, because it, I think if you do that, and that's what comes back to that documentary that I worked on, like that's all those people were doing. They're just having fun. So we want that for, uh, for as many people as we can help with that, because it's, it's, I don't know, when life's fun, it's, it's just, it's just better. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny because when we met at uh, James Wedmore's uh, BBD Live event, it's so weird because I'm not going to lie, man. And I wanted to wait till we were recording till I told you this, but like, I think that was what in 2018, I think it was I'll have to go by and look at, look at the timestamp. But as we like, cause I think we were at the same table or something, but it's yeah. weird because I don't know how long it had been. I think I'd been watching YouTube for at least five or six years. And I came across tons of your videos. And then when we were sitting at that table, I kept looking. I was like, why? And I couldn't figure it out. I just couldn't figure <laughs> out who you were. And then it hit me. I was like, holy shit. I was like, I don't think, I can't remember if I said anything. Was like, Dude, I've been watching you on YouTube for like five or six years. What's up, man? <laughs> like, it was just, it was bit, like, it just kind of blew me back a little bit. <laughs> it was funny. It's, it's, it's just crazy how that works though. 
It is, and this like it's the same. Like so, that's why I like going to, like some of the YouTube events because there's so many people like, like Vid Summit, right? Um, mm. There's there's so many people that have helped us all so much, uh, and they would never know. But you get to go and meet them. You get to go shake their hand or whatever. So this is, and that's that's the thing that any one of us can have for your own audience. You know, mm. this and it's yeah, it's 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 a weird thing because as I said like. It, to me, I'm just sitting in four walls talking to, mm. to a camera most of the mm. time. But you have to remember there's real people on the other yeah. end of it. So once you get into that headspace of what do they need, if they were sitting here right now, what would their questions be and how can I help them actually not just learn stuff, but go and implement it and actually have success with it, then it's a different approach to what you bring to creating your videos. Yeah, and I think we forget that too, because I, I ran into that when I used to do TV. Like I used to do the weather. I used to be, you know, reporting on the red carpet. And it's like, you, you're just going, kind of go through the motions a little bit because you got to do it. But then yeah. like somebody would nudge me and be like, Hey man, what's the weather today? And I'm like, what? Oh, uh, yeah, it's gonna. You know, it's just like it's just kind of like mind blowing. Like, oh, you watch me? And they're like, yeah, we watch you all the time. I'm like, could thanks. Like, I just I just apologize it. to people. They're like, oh, yeah. I watch your videos. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. About yeah, that. Sorry, I watch all of no. them. I'm like, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah my bad. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, so when you start, did you? I know you hit a million not too long ago, but how long before, how long did it take you to get like, cause I know the milestones, there's a hundred and then a thousand. And then I think 5,000, 10,000, and then 50, hundred. And then I feel like it goes to mill. Like, yeah. what, like can you kind of take me through which, like, I guess how exciting it was for each one of those. I think, I think the level of excitement has, it's going to sound like, I don't know. I think it's dropped. The first 100 yeah. was like, this is working. <laughs> yeah, this wow, is we, awesome. got, we got a hundred. I mean, it's, yeah, we can and, get and a, a custom was link. Like that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. Right? There's always something you're unlocking at these levels. But really, I mean, it's interesting because even the, the whole subscriber number thing, like whatever, it's, it's cool to have. It is a vanity mm. metric, but it doesn't mean that your videos are going to show up and, and perform much faster. It doesn't mean that, I mean, most of our views come from people who aren't subscribed. Yep. So I think it's 94% of our views, it was, it's been as high as 96, come from people who aren't subscribed to the channel. And I think about this and I'm like, you know what? Most of the content I watch on YouTube, I'm not subscribed to the channel. The algorithm is that good now. You don't need to subscribe. If I yeah. search for something and I've watched someone's video previously, you don't need to subscribe. So there are good goals, good milestones, but I wouldn't measure your success with a subscriber number because you can show up and have impact. You'll be getting a ton of views and not getting subscribers. That doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. People don't need to subscribe to your channel these days. So it's more like set, set other goals. It's not that those are bad ones, but set ones around impact, set ones around even revenue if it's a business for you, because you can make money off the back of your YouTube channel or any content that you're putting out from day one with things mm -hmm. like affiliate marketing. So yeah, I mean, the million was, it's more like, I still, it doesn't feel real to me, yeah. this whole thing. It's, and that's where, where, yeah, when people see me in the street or anything like that, it's kind of, it is a surprise to me. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a weird feeling as, as you've experienced as well. It's like, wow, okay. Uh, I mean, it's pretty cool, but it, it's, it's, it's strange for me. Yeah. But the, so we hit a million subscribers nearly um, a year to the day 
before a year, a year to the day, uh, a year before that we hit 500,000. And almost a year before that to the day was 250,000. So this is why I like the strategy of showing up in search results because your videos, every video you put out, it really is that snowball effect. The, the old videos don't stop working. They're not just a few views and stop. They, show, they can show, around, show up for years. And that's what we like. So it really has been exponential growth for us with our channel uh, the last few years. But yeah, the first 100 subscribers took a long time. The first 1,000, we're like, why, you know, why are people is this watching? Working? Is yeah, this? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, it's an interesting one. That was a that was a long answer to your question. I'm not even sure if I answered your question. But. No, you did. <laughs> but also, real quick, which was cooler, getting the silver plaque or the gold plaque? The gold one. Yeah. This, I, I guess the silver one was like, wow, we made it. And then it was this. I guess the same thing again. It's like I still can't believe that we're there like this yeah. and and i look at it too and i'm like there's so many awesome channels out there um that they they're not getting the views they're not getting the subscribers then then they may not reach the 100,000 or a million but the content is amazing but they're just missing a few small tweaks to their strategy to actually you know help the algorithm understand their content help people find it and yeah. so that's that's the kind of stuff that we we you know we want to help people with and, you know, I cater to the video podcasting crowd and cause, and that's where I kind of point people is to, um, to YouTube for their video podcasts. And we talk a lot about search, uh, being in being searchable on YouTube, uh, for video podcasters listening or watching this interview, what are some good search tips for, uh, video podcasters? Yeah. So I would take a step back. And again, it's a hard thing to do. I know it's yeah. a general statement, take a step back. Yeah. It's actually really hard to do because we're all sort of experts or, or got a lot of knowledge around the stuff that we want to talk about. So that's actually not a good thing when it comes to coming up with topic ideas, because we're going to go the more advanced, the more technical, we're going to use the industry terminology, but you've got to take that step back and saying before someone knows any of this stuff, what would they be typing into Google or YouTube? And that's where like, you can literally go to that search box on YouTube and start typing in a couple of words. Like for us, it would be things like video editing or filming iPhone. And YouTube, you've all seen it. Like there's a box that shows up and it's got like 10 or 15 different things are suggested in there. Those aren't just random suggestions. Those are things that people have and are actually searching for. And it will say things like best editing apps on iPhone or best editing software on PC, whatever. That's the stuff that we're looking at because we're then making those videos. So it's like give the people what they want and then then what they need. So we can we can make sure that we're lining up with what they're typing in so that everyone sees it as a fit. The viewer's like, hey, that video is titled exactly what I just clicked on or exactly what I just typed in. So that's that's a, a good bet for me that, that that's what I need. Um, but also the algorithm sees it as a fit too. So it really is that research going to the YouTube autofill and just running, typing in a couple of words and just seeing what comes up. Now we do take that one step further. There is a plugin that uh, we use on Google Chrome and it's called Keywords Everywhere. Love it's that not thing. free, but it, it's ridiculously cheap. It's like two, it's like 10 you, bucks. Yeah. 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 And you get to use it for like, it's a credit based system. So mm -hmm. that'll tell you right there in that, in that autofill in that search box, how many people are searching for those things every month. So that's what we're looking at. Uh, what should we, well, you know, what are people searching for and how many times has it been searched for per month? That's really where we're coming up with the bulk of the content on our channel. So 
start with that. Even if it's for a, a podcast, for an interview, for anything like that, take that step back. And what would I what would I search for to find this? It is a good idea, but it might also still be too close and not far enough back. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and and it's interesting because that's like sort of what I've been experimenting as well as trying to create searchable titles for these podcast interviews. And then once it gets to the actual podcast or it's audio, then it's something else. I don't know. I have just been kind of dabbling because like for people who don't know me, it's like, yeah, I have 10 years experience. I've interviewed every celebrity that walks this planet, but it's like, no one knows that. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just like, and it's just like a dance. It's like, I think a lot of people, it's like, okay, well they see Rogan's you know, um, formula where it's like long form here, clips here, the clips run, you know, run it back to the, you know, main, uh, the main interview. So it's kind of does like a dance with each other. Um, do you think that's a good strategy or would you, if you, if it was you, I guess, would you do anything different? I I would be experimenting. I mean, so we, we're always, shaping and evolving things. Like there was a time where we used to have a little logo animation towards the start of the video. And when now like, how do we, if you're really serious about helping your viewers, then be mindful or, or respect their time. So it's now the length of a video. It's not that we're aiming for a certain thing besides how do I give the viewer everything that they need so they don't need to go and watch another video. I told them I'm going to talk about best editing software. I want to cover all the different ranges so that no matter what level you're at, you're going to leave here with probably the best option for you, or at least where you can go and investigate further. So with that approach of giving your viewers everything they need without needing to go and watch another video, that's what dictates how long your content should be. So always be trying, testing, evolving, and like try different things. Try clipping some videos, try doing some teasers on Instagram, whatever, see that they might work. For a lot of people, they might not, but what's what's the downside? You've spent a little bit of time, you've tested it for yourself because some audiences will react or, or take action different to others. So this is where like, the, it's think of YouTube as your, like it's a YouTube channel. Think of it like your TV channel. You can put up whatever shows, whatever episodes, you can go live, you can do whatever you want. It's your thing, you get to choose. You can upload as much or as little as you want. You can have success uploading once a month. There's some really big channels that just upload once a month, but that one video, is amazing, right? So they put a lot of time and effort into it. So you don't have to be, you know, this person said three times a week, this person said daily videos, experiment, test what works for you. People were telling us that our channel wasn't gonna grow unless we were doing three times a week. So like that for us was the the fuel to go, you know what, let's see if we can do it. We don't know, let's try Let's try to make one video a week and let's try and make it, you know, something that's gonna stick around. So that's kind of the game. I think that should be the approach for, for anyone serious about this. Yeah. And you mentioned testing. How do you guys still test at this level? Are you guys still testing different, I guess, yeah. strategies or do you guys have it nailed in pretty, pretty good now? No. So like you can't argue with the numbers, right? We could think that a video is really good, but if it's not getting the numbers, then either YouTube hasn't understood it or the wrong people have been clicking on it or whatever it is. So this is where we test everything. We even AB split test or upload two thumbnail images. Uh, we, we run them side by side to see which one actually gets more clicks, not which one we think is the prettier uh, thumbnail that's going to get more clicks. We're actually looking at the numbers, uh, and and that's that's the stuff again. It's 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 yeah, not what we think. Uh, you look at where people drop off in your videos. You look at your your watch time, your, your and your your um, your view duration. You're like, okay, if there's a severe drop, is there anything we can do to fix that? Can we take mm. out that section using the YouTube editor, or 
Could we maybe add a card so it pops up just before that time to maybe try and get people off to another video? Or do we take down that video and never never do whatever that happened at that time where we lost viewers uh, again? So it's always a learning thing. Um, yeah, never a perfect video. There's there's never, you know, the strategy's never finished. There's always a next level. And you mentioned split testing uh, thumbnails uh, for one video. Kit, uh, Kit, for people who don't know what that means, can you explain what that means and what software you use when you do that? Yeah. Yeah. So essentially, you I mean, in order to grow on YouTube, you need three things, right? YouTube's got to understand your content. You've then got to get your video clicked on as in YouTube, understand it and then put it in front of the right people. So showing up in search results or browse or suggested, right? You got then got to get it clicked on. If you have the world's best video, no one clicks on it. No one's going to see it. Um, the third piece is you need to keep them watching. Even if you're doing the first two, you're showing up and getting clicked, but people are leaving your video right away then YouTube's going to stop promoting it and pushing it because it's not a good viewer experience. So your thumbnail image, the number two, is so important um, that if they don't click, no one's going to see it or they um, or they can't understand what it's about or you've got too much text on there, they're going to click something else. People are judging a book by its cover. Like they're, they're trying to work out which video is the best one for them. So you need to create a thumbnail image that is like grabbing their attention, ideally something that people can work out what your video is about just by looking at the thumbnail and something that look good, looks good small on mobile devices. So what we do is we upload two. We use TubeBuddy. It is only on their top plan. Um, I think their legend plan that they have this feature and they'll let you A, B split test. So it's like a 50-50 test. Half of your audience will get served one image, half will get served the other. It's run over a period of time until it has enough data to say, hey, Every time this one's shown, it gets clicked 70% more or 30% more than the other one. So then obviously we run with the better one. And we've had uh, in some cases on some of these tests, like 90% improvement, which is ridiculous. But even if it was small, even if it was one to 2% improvement, you think about that every day that video is live on YouTube for the lifetime of that video, which could be eight years, 10 years longer, like that's huge. So that's where that this stuff um, does make a big difference. And you can also split test your video titles as well now too, to see which one people are gonna click on or which one engages more viewers. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. That's I didn't know you could split test title, but I mean, I'm not surprised either. I know TubeBuddy's been on that. Um, and I want to be respectful of your time as well. Um, but as far as, uh, since you've been in the game so long with YouTube and you've helped so many people grow their YouTube channels, regardless if it's video podcasting or basket weaving, whatever it is, uh, what are, what is probably the biggest mistake you see new YouTubers make? I would say it is learning and not doing, uh, which I guess it goes for a lot of people in a lot of areas of life, right? You, you People consume courses and all of these things, but they, the taking action piece is, is the hardest. But if you don't do it, you're not actually gonna get to where you wanna go. So, uh, and I know we just start, you know, I, I mean, I wish it was that simple. There's always things that come up for us, right? So the, the answer is to just start. Yeah, that's, that's great. That, that is the best thing that you could do. That is the biggest thing that we see people stuck with. But what you have to do before you can start is work out what's holding you back. What's stopping you? Is it your fear of being on camera? Is it that your, your, your tech or gear, you'll make that video when 
you go get that fancy camera. Like you've got to work out what it is because there is a solution for all of them. And they're normally just BS things that are just holding you back in, in your head. Um, and I, I say that from a place of, I've gone through them all as well. So, and we see that a lot with our students and clients and stuff. So it's, it's perfectly normal, but unless you go through that exercise of working out, all right, uh, if I'm going to film a video next week, like run through that, that this hypothetical scenario, you're going to film a video next week. What are you procrastinating around? Which piece? Is it the research? Is it the filming? Is it the editing? Like you might have everything sorted and you just hate editing. So you're not filming, which means you're not putting a video out. Like it, as silly as that may sound, you need to do that exercise. You need to figure out what, because there's always something, there's always, as I said, another level. You can always get better at editing. You can always get better at filming or you can outsource your editing. You can get someone to help you with the filming. But if you are doing everything by yourself, which a lot of people are, it's where most people start, then um, you've got to work out what's slowing you down and what's holding you back, but make it a game. So it is fun. Uh, and say, you know, anything that goes wrong, cool. Let's, how do we make it so this never happens again? I, I shot a video and didn't have the microphone turned on. We've all done it, right? So yeah. how, what do we, what are we going to do to not have that happen again? It, maybe it could be a checklist on your wall behind the camera, microphone, whatever, or some, something, just it, whatever you got to do. So the answer is to just start, but it really is deeper than that because you can't start unless you know what's holding you back. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah, I mean, I, I've definitely either not turned the microphone on, forgot to hit record. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, there's so many things like things have been unplugged or like the fans running and then you hear that humming in the background. It's, I mean, there's, what is it? Murphy's law. What can go wrong? will yeah, go wrong. For sure. And yeah. a lot of the times it's stuff beyond your control. Like, I know. Uh, uh, like, the leaf blower, the the neighbors will be mowing the lawn or doing the leaf blower right at the time on the only day that you've allocated that week to film or the only hour you've got while the family's out or whatever it is, there's something that'll come up. So you need to give yourself more time. So don't, you know, if, if you're already uploading, you can stop. Like it's not gonna kill your channel, just pause. Wait till you've got three videos in the backlog. If you're releasing them one a week, you've now got three weeks worth of content. Yeah, It's not gonna kill your channel but it's gonna save your sanity and you're gonna enjoy the process much more if you're not on that hamster wheel of, I need to upload, create content, create content, yeah. And I think everybody at some point is going to experience the leaf blower that happened to, that literally happened to a client and I today. She like, we were doing a podcast, another podcast interview and she was like, she, she was newer and she's like, wait a minute, do you hear that? And I was like, yeah, what is that? And I go, all oh, the, the neighbors are doing, they're doing some landscaping. She's like, how'd you know? I was like, it's, it's the leaf blower. Like I already know yeah. what it is. It's just, it's so funny how that works. I, I think we should come up with a name for that because I'm telling yeah. you it happens to everybody at some point in time. And it's such a horrible noise. I, think I whoever, know. Like, whichever microphone company can just filter yeah. out just that noise, like they're going to make a killing. They're yeah. going to make a killing. But man, so uh, last question, with all the videos you've made, whether they're on YouTube or not, if you could only make one piece of content, what would it be and why? I think it would be around removing all of people's excuses to getting started with this. So pretty much what we just spoke about would be the video that I would make um, because there, you know, I, again, we, we weren't growing for so long and it was a lot of those things that were playing into that as well. Um, but it's also the biggest things that we see people you know, they'll, they'll procrastinate there. There's something that's holding them back. So that would be the video that I would make. 
um, you know, I wish I had a better answer for you. Like, no, it it's be an good. action sports, skydiving thing, whatever. <laughs> I mean, my background's that stuff. So uh, yeah. I guess I like that my chances of dying at work these days are a lot less than they used to be. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think I would want to help people move forward with this because it's, it's <clears throat> excuse me, it's normally something very simple and uh, you just got to figure out what it is that's holding yeah. you back. Awesome, Justin. I seriously appreciate it, man. I know you have tons of tons of programs and content to share with people, uh, paid and free. Uh, I love for you to share us uh, or share those with us. Yeah. So I guess the best place to check out would just be our website, primalvideo.com or our YouTube channel. Um, yeah, we do have an accelerator program. Um, if that's of interest, the next level from our YouTube content, but again, it's all on the website, primalvideo.com. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me on.